Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we are off. Welcome in. Follow the money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Adam Hill in today. Paulie's out for the entire week as we are live in downtown Las Vegas. Circuit Resort Casino is your spot. Loaded three hours coming up for you today. David Thorpe in an hour. Breakdown analysis on uh, who he likes to win the NBA Finals. Dennis Bernstein, Game 4. Stanley Cup Final tonight in two hours. Jake Croucher. Head of trading at points bet Doug Gazarian from ESPN's Daily Wager on the show today as well. Well, I hope everybody had a uh, fun, enjoyable, safe July 4th last night. I couldn't believe it, actually. On my way in to downtown today, Adam, I did not see any fireworks going off. I assumed that around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, people would still be letting off fireworks. I didn't see anything from across the valley. Yeah, I think in my area, it pretty much died down around 1.30. 1.30, yeah. like. Um, I will say, very cool to see because, you know, we've been, you know, getting back to normal and trying to, you know, build things back up. To see people out still partying as we came in here today on a Monday morning, awesome. I love that. The circuit floor is pretty much packed. Packed. Outside, there's a party going on. Las Vegas this weekend, like the Strip, as you have probably grown to know it over, you know, many, many years, was absolutely slammed the entire weekend. The cars that were backed up just for miles on the boulevard. I will say this, um, as an observation, have fireworks gotten better over the years? I feel like they've pretty much stayed the same my whole life in terms of the visual effect. But I'm telling you, well, I don't know. I can't even imagine how much money my neighbor spent on fireworks last night. (laughs) It's insane. And it's, so the place where I lived two years prior to this, 
I can't believe it, but no fireworks like ever really went off that were that loud. I assumed where I lived then, out by Lake Las Vegas, would be nonstop fireworks the entire time. I moved, uh, my wife and I, at the beginning of the year. Last night, it seriously felt like our neighbor was in our house with a shotgun for about a half an hour at one point. I was like, dude, how much did you spend on fireworks? I, I told you in my complex alone, and I'm not, I'm not, I live in like a master plan, like, you know, mega community, but then I, in my development alone, uh, there had to be 12 people with like professional level fireworks. I'm like, well, wh- first of all, where are we all getting these? Exactly from? right. So, yes. Secondly, can we, like, maybe we pool our money together? Yeah. Should we just maybe have one show instead of all over the place? And, you know, I know one of the things that we both care about is our dogs very much. Sure. And, um, it is a absolute nightmare for them. And, cool. and I'm not one of these, like, I see a lot of dog people that are like, how could you possibly set off fireworks with the dogs? I'm not like, I get it. Yeah, you sure. Two sure. nights a year, you know, New Year's Eve and, and Fourth of July, if you're going to do it, do it. I would say, like, maybe stop at like 12 30 there like, should probably be a, some sort of a cutoff you know yeah, yeah maybe yeah. do that but like i get it my dog i have one dog that loves the fireworks is as cool with it watch them with me the other one is a disaster i can already tell you it's an absolute lock today when i get home our one small dog mickey she will have pee and poop all over the entire house <laughs> yeah because it's when they started to go off last night she wouldn't even come close to going outside even if like you picked her up her whole body's just like shaking in oh, yeah. complete fear yeah. and to the point of where she was like almost wanting to bite you, didn't know what was going on. So she hasn't been out for like nine hours now. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's, I, I already know what I'm getting, getting my little, myself into. My little Baron, no chance he's going out. He's, uh, he was hiding behind a toilet earlier. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, That yes. seems to be a safe space Naturally. for him under the bed. And uh, yeah, if it's windy, if it's rainy, or if there's fireworks, he's going inside. Yep. NBA Finals next, a 30-cent move on the number. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The Tampa Bay Lightning play for the sweep of Montreal in the Stanley Cup final. Game four of the Bell Center today. Tampa Bay, the dollar fifty-five road favorite. Montreal plus one forty-five, five over the total. The NBA Finals are set. Coming up, Game one Tuesday in Phoenix. The Suns, a five and a half point home favorite against the Bucks, two seventeen and a half the total. Giannis Adetokounmpo, day today with a hyperextended knee, did not play in the final two games of the Eastern Conference Finals, a series win over the Hawks. Dodgers today, $1.62 road favorite of the Marlins, plus 148, seven flat the total. Walker Buehler on the mound for the Dodgers. These 10 breaks down all the betting angles for UFC 264 from Las Vegas, from the prelims to the main event featuring Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. It's sharp betting analysis from the industry's top UFC handicappers, including analytical insight on every fighter and prop available on the card. vcin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Let's check out the new feature we have on vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And, of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bets at vcin.com. Mitch Moss along with Adam Hill here on uh, July 5th, as I'm sure a lot of you are maybe uh, tired today, 
groggy. So sleeping off the barbecue? Probably, yeah. yeah. Too much barbecue sauce yeah. last night, I'm thinking. It's heavy. One too many dogs to go with uh, an extra scoop of beans that you could have maybe passed on. That's it, though, right? Nothing else other than that? I think so. That's, yeah. that's about it. It sums it up. And logical thinking, sure. Um, the NBA Finals are set, like everybody predicted, right? Bucks taking on the Suns. I did see a tweet from some guy who actually randomly... T- SportsCenter, do you see this? SportsCenter ran... They found some guy's tweet in 2016... He tweeted out, Bucks are going to beat the Suns in the NBA Finals 2021 in, in a Game 7. Okay. Like, what? What so are we... Is that... Are we sure that this happens now? Do we Look bet it, there this? there it is. Uh, so do we bet Bucks in 7? <laughs> sure. And can we bet, like, uh, that index prop of like, between 235 and 240 points? I'm all... So uh, this is incredible, obviously. That's very impressive. Yes, it is. Um, I do get skeptical sometimes because I got duped on one... Uh, there's a guy that every day would tweet out like the starter of every game and say, this guy's throwing a no-hitter today, and then just delete everything uh, else. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And so like, I don't want to dis- d- diminish th- this accomplishment. If this sure. guy did this, my goodness. But I've just been duped by this before. Yeah, sure. And, and people are good at Photoshopping. And of course. They could have uh, doctored it up anyway. But uh, So I'm, I'm actually kind of excited, I mean, for to be honest. I mean, I hope we get Giannis back because I want to see these teams. But, I mean, that's been kind of the story of the whole playoffs, right? Sure. I mean, look at how the Suns got here and the, the players that were hurt. Look at how – look at look at the Bucks. I mean, both these teams got here. I mean, whatever. But they had to take on teams that were not at 100%. People, well, people got so mad at me the other day uh, because, like, after the Suns won, I sent out the tweet. Like, they're going to get – they're going to get an NBA championship by beating the Lakers without Davis and kind of a hobbled LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Uh, Jamal Murray out for the Nuggets. Uh, no Kawhi for the Clippers. Yeah. No uh, Giannis for for the Bucks. Yeah. And they're going to win a title like that. And people are like, "Why would you? Why would you say this? Why would you take a shot at them?" I'm just pointing it out. It's, right. That it's, literally is like that could be a dream team of the best players in in the world. Yeah. It, like that could that team of players that are out against them could win the title on their own. I mean, that starting five would be like the best starting five in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Of players that they did not have to take on for sure. And, and, then, and it, listen, to the Sun to the Suns credit, they didn't have. Chris Paul for a little bit, and he, and he was out with COVID sure. protocols and with the injury and everything else. So everybody's had to had to survive and get through this. But it's just amazing to go back and look at what this team has, the path that this team has had. Now that is not to take away from how well they've come together, how well they've played. Uh, Chris Paul at this point of his career, playing the way that he is and being a leader for that young team, all of those things are very true. But let's not ignore the fact that this is an unbelievably weird season where you could have had, as you said. Um, maybe one of the best teams ever put together of just the players that have been out. Yep, right. And then the flip side, same thing with the Bucs, right? I yep. mean, they're not, you know, I could say it now, whatever. They're not going to beat the Nets, so the Nets have everybody healthy for that entire series. Sure. I mean, they didn't, James Harden, I, you know the story by now, Irving, obviously, and the Hawks, and, you know, Young got banged up, but also, like, they're, they're missing a key guy in DeAndre Hunter sure. for pretty much, you know, the entire thing. Like, that's a big loss overall. Sure. And now they got here. You know, they happened to win that series in the last couple of games without Giannis when he went down and the Bucks blew him out, in that, or the Hawks blew him out in that one game. But uh, I find this interesting because a week ago when uh, the Westgate, I think they were the one book here in town to put up an NBA Finals price, they opened up, I think this was after the Bucks took a 2-1 series lead against the Hawks. They opened up Bucks minus 150, Suns plus 130, and then that completely flipped after the Bucks won the series on Saturday night, they opened up Suns minus 150, and now everybody's got like minus 175, minus 180 on, on the Suns. Well, I mean, in, in all this is, well, it, it's it's a different reaction to the Suns and where they are. Like, it's a it's a, a more favorable impression of how good the Suns are, but it's also, of course, uh, the Giannis factor. And can he play, and if he does play, 
how effective can he be? And I, I like I don't think he's playing. I, like if you ask me right now to bet how many games Giannis plays, I would probably bet zero. But I, I'm not, I'm obviously not a doctor. I have no idea. Uh, I think it's just that's the big question. Will he play and how effective can he be if he's out there? And if they get any part of Giannis, can he be like an inspirational leader? Can it be a motivation just to say, hey, he's out there. He played with them. Sure. Um, all of those factors. So I, I do find the line very intriguing. I find the betting very intriguing on this and how it's going to go, how people are going to react. Uh, the report was out there. Oh, he's on the court. I know. He's doing some work. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? I mean, for every game, we had to wait till an hour before the game to find out Kawhi was out, and I don't think he was ever going to play. Right, right. No, that's exactly true. That's how that broke down, basically, with the Clippers the entire series. So can they? Can the Bucks beat the Suns without Giannis if they don't have him? You know what? That's a, a, a tre- tremendous question, and I actually think they can. Like, I, I don't think it's that out of the realm of possibility that they can. Now, they looked in the game where Giannis got hurt. I don't know if you were watching the game at the time. Mm-hmm. They completely fell apart. I mean, it was like a 12-2 run that the Hawks hit him with immediately. Like that. It was over. And and I thought the Bucs were down. Uh, they were down 10 at the time. They scored right away to go down 8, and yep. it was a 12-0 run. But I actually thought at the time, even though they were down 10, I thought the Bucs were kind of in control of the game, which sounds weird to say, but they were right where they wanted to be. They were just starting to get comfortable defensively. They are getting some stops. They were scoring, um, you know, putting, putting some good basketball forward for the first time that game. I thought they were right where they wanted to be, and then Giannis gets hurt, and they get blown out. But they responded well. And so, like, yeah, it's going to be an uphill battle if he's not playing. It's it's a much bigger challenge for them. But I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility they can put it together and win a series without him. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, when, when a player goes down like that, a team can react one of two ways, right? Either they can completely, like, all, all immediately in that game, rise above their normal level and carry the team to a victory and look outstanding or whatever, at least be in the game, right? Or they can completely fall on their faces and then get blown out. And that's how they react after the best player on the team goes down with an injury. I'm more intrigued about how a team reacts after that. I got to tell you, I mean, how are you not pleasantly surprised what the Bucks did yeah. in the final two games in that series? Because I'm making the case, like, first of all, I don't think Budenholzer is that great of a postseason coach. Sure. Um, can he prove his worth, right? Can he, can he prove to us that he was the coach of the year a few years back and he deserved it and come up with a good game plan? And certainly he did, right? Because, like, they kept attacking the rim. They kept going at it down low. And that was a vital way in which they win, won game five. But then all, all of these players stepped up across the board. Which, I mean, they're getting more. The usage rate goes up. Um, it's going to be more playing time for certain individuals. This means Chris Middleton has to become better. I don't know if anybody really really saw like Chris Middleton taking over as an alpha dog or being like a true number one. But he, he did it. He's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. Now he's got to do it for seven games. Exactly right. Yeah. Like he's, he's had spots where you're like, wow, like this is a guy who's he's an alpha. He's a 1A scorer. Like he's a guy that can take over a game. We saw stretches of it. But now it's like, hey, can you do that every game? And that's big. Just to go back to your point about Budenholzer, he wins the series without Giannis. Do, can we ever question him again? If he wins this one coming up? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, yeah, you can you really can't say another bad word about the guy. Honestly. That's my thought. Like, you, hey, go into this series, win a finals without Giannis. Can you do that? And if you do, like, again, the pieces are there. It's not like they have nothing. It's not like they're sure, completely sure. dead in the water. But this is going to come down to coaching. He's going to have to figure out alternate ways to score. Um, you're not going to have – and Giannis, listen, we, we understand the fourth quarter. There's times where you can't make free throws, so yeah, it becomes yeah. difficult. So they've had to figure that out without him anyway. But he's a guy that throughout the game can get you baskets, can get you a defensive stop, can impact both ends of the floor, all those things. And if you, you have to do this, if you have to figure it out without him and you do it, I think we have to stop questioning it. He's got to tip your cap and move on Yeah. at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And you, young Mitch Moss, the the huge Milwaukee Bucks fan, you got to be excited. Well, it'd be nice to see. I mean, growing up, sure, I was a Bucks fan, but you know, as I've said to like humans over the you know f- previous few weeks, as we get older, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like you just eventually you really don't root for teams that much anymore. But I'm but rarely. Be, but being from that state, would it be cool? Yeah, of course it would be if they win a title. It, it it will be a great so I actually had a stretch uh as a Bucks fan, as a as a youngster. Uh I was obsessed with Glenn Robinson. Oh, the big dog and Ray Allen years? I wore thirteen in high school for Glenn Robinson. It was my guy. Love those teams. So yeah. I mean it was it was great to watch those. Mm-hmm. So uh I have a little bit of an affinity uh for them. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, like you, I I think as as you get older you kinda of lose your your teams, you're more of a hey, who did I bet on? Or yes. That sort of thing. Uh, but there is still like you know some subtle storylines I think from your youth that kind of inspire some uh, some passions. So yeah, we'll, no doubt we'll be, we'll be on that side. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'll tell you what though, it's just um, if I could have one back, and uh, I mean I look at futures every single day, multiple spots in Las Vegas outside of Las Vegas. If I could just have this one back when I was looking two weeks ago, whenever it was, I never made the bet. Chris Paul, I, I'm staring right at it. Never bet it. Chris Paul, 42-1 to 1 to win the finals MVP. Oh. Wow. And I thought about it because I have like four bets to win. Chris Middleton has won at 27-1. to 1. Maybe, well, that, maybe that can somehow get there. Better. It looks a lot better right now. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm looking right at Chris Paul talking about it on the air, and I don't pull the trigger on that. And uh, look at this now. He's, plus, he's the shortest shot on the board at plus 185. Oh. And he probably should be, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that happened with uh, one we talked about in the NHL, too. Um, with uh, Alex Petrangelo, we had talked yeah, about yeah. Uh, where he was like twenty-five to one, and then all of a sudden, like the next day, he was like the second favorite. Yes, like, he where, was. Where did this come from? Right, it's crazy how much. And listen, that's why we we talk about this all the time. But like when you see a number, like a lot of times, what you want to do is like, oh, maybe I'll wait for a better number, or maybe I'll yeah, like, right. figure it. Out. Like if you see a number like that and it pops in your head and you think about it, like we see numbers every day, as you said. But yeah, when yeah. you see one that really sticks out to you and it's that you know that juicy. You almost just have to go with it. And I just I make these kind of bets all the time. Yeah. And uh, that one I just I let, like I let it go. How many young tickets do you have in your pocket? Right Probably now. too many. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I got you know I'm, I'm, but that's the thing I have great numbers on a ton of guys and if yeah. I don't win I'll be severely disappointed. Yeah, but but you can't throw you can't tie up a little bit of your money on a little uh, MVP final <laughs> right, MVP. Come I'm, on. I'm willing to do it for seven months out of the baseball season, right? Because they actually don't even announce the awards until like November. I don't think. Yeah, but uh, no. Two weeks away from the NBA Finals. Nah, why would I want to bet Chris Paul? I don't want to tie my money nah, up. No, nah, come on. What am I thinking here? It's only forty-two to one. Yeah, right. I'll wait. See if it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, I, it's it's actually a pretty good Finals. I'm with you on that. By the way, I'm not going to completely write off the Bucks if Giannis doesn't play. Okay. Is it a good Finals? Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. I think for us, from a betting standpoint, for sure. Um, I think nationally, first of all. Is anybody going to watch? I can't I'm sure, imagine. I'm sure the ratings will be a little bit lower. I'm sure the betting handle will be lower than normal. Yeah, and then you'll have people, you know, that are anti-NBA, like, oh, nobody watches the NBA anymore. No, no, it's because of this matchup. Right, right. Milwaukee and Phoenix is the farthest thing from a glamour matchup you could possibly have. Um, I know, you know, I saw a stat of how how little finals experience is in this game. So, like, people every year that watch the finals and are, like, excited, they see LeBron or Steph Curry every sure. single year in those teams – all of a sudden, you've got guys, if you only watch the finals, there's guys, like, you've heard of, like, nobody in this game, or in this in this series. Sure. Which is crazy. Right, right, if you're a casual fan. But sure. here's why Here's why I like it. Like, we, this never happens in the NBA. No, I mean, it, I'm, I'm with you. It's good for us. 
like people that follow it every day and talk about it every day and yeah. break it down. Like it's great for us. Uh, it's new blood. It's new, you know, guys that you haven't talked about. It's it's new analysis, all those things, and it's fun, you know, to break it down. That's a lot of unknowns. But I just think, you know, we we often lose sight of like the casual fan. Yeah, and I yeah. think the casual fan out there is like. What is this? I think that's probably yeah. fair. Sure. But again, I, this is what I don't like about the NBA. On the way in today, I'm hearing, I'm listening to some radio, and the, already the talk is about Giannis's legacy and CP3's legacy. I'm just like, it doesn't, we don't have to do legacy. <laughs> or can you wait till after the season? Right, yes, exactly. Who needs it more? Is that kind of thing? I'm like, d- 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 what does that even mean? Who legacy, cares? Legacy wise, doesn't, now I'm going to do it. Doesn't Chris Paul need it a lot more? At this point, yes. He's never been to the finals before. 100%. Yes. No question. It's not even a a rational discussion. If you want to have that discussion, of course it would be Chris Paul. Of course. um, The the guy with the best legacy of all time, though, in any sport, did it again yesterday. The true goat. The goat of goats. Joey Chestnut. Let me ask you this. If they ate again, whatever is a fair amount of time for him to actually have another. If he did it again today. (laughs) Wake up, Joey. You're doing it all over. Uh, if you get, like, again next weekend or whatever. Like, if it was a best of seven? Oh, that would be seven days in a row? you gotta, you got to pace yourself, obviously. You got, I mean, you're not going to go 76. You're going to try to get the low <laughs> on the high 50s, just win it? Cumulative score at the end of it? I think whoever? so. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you make the number? Would you make it 75 and a half now? Do you have to bump it up even more? I mean... I would probably take the under no matter no matter what. I'm going to keep losing on the under. I, I lost on that yesterday. And, and that's not because I don't have respect for Joey Chestnut. I, I am, listen, I've often said he is the most dominant athlete of our time. Um, I love, I love the competition of the hot dog eating contest, mm-hmm. the betting aspects of it, all of it. And I also will say, like, I know that there's people, and I've, I've get this, you know, doing, doing some local spots. I talk about the hot dog eating contest all the time. Like, oh yeah, big guy likes the hot dog eating contest. Listen. Have some respect for those athletes. 100%. Yeah. Like in, back in the day, it was like, yeah, it was big dudes like eating hot dogs. It was a ridiculous competition. Mm-hmm. We get it. Back in the Badlands Booker days, who, listen, I love him. Trailblazer. Love that guy. Yeah. But those guys are not winning this contest. No. Have some respect yeah. for the sport and the athletes. This is a very, very demanding competition. And Joey Chestnut is as good as it gets to keep coming back every year. 2015, he lost. Yep. A lot of mental things he was going through that year. Mm-hmm. And people don't know about that. But there was there was some things going on outside the field of play that really impacted him. Th- that is that is a real competition, and uh, I love it. And l- yesterday, uh, technical difficulties aside, yeah. another unbelievable performance by. So I, I guess Chestnut. we'll take their word for it that he got to seventy six. Then we almost have to. I, I mean, I have you, a yeah. lot of questions about the the scoreboard every year. Of course, yeah, because it's you know the mashed up buns. I mean, how do you even know? Do you, uh, yeah, exactly. How do you know how many you're eating there? I feel like you're you know putting some away, but it's it's a great strategy. It revolutionized. It was like the Fosbury flop when it changed the high jump. When <laughs> when chestnuts started going buns in the water. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, your guy Kobayashi. I mean, he was ripped. Kobe, I mean, yeah, like a six pack. There was allegations about Kobe. Oh uh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's hey. a it's a strength and conditioning competition, and do not ever forget that out there. Nope, seventy six hot dogs, seventy six. The guy was, and and but people were betting the field. I think I saw one spot got down to minus fifteen dollars on him. Good luck. Minus yeah, minus fifteen hundred. You know I'll book those from now. On. Yeah, right. I know it. Amazing. Esper's catching up. Esper's good. He's, he's, no, he is, he's, he's watch. really good. Yeah, he's sure. really good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then there were four. Who wins the championship? We'll discuss it coming up next.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Days for your winnings, cash out instantly with Bet Rivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in play betting options out there. As always, get a $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one time playthrough at Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. You must be 21. Okay, so we are down to the uh, final four, Euro 20. 
And uh, you know what? The as we all know, you know, France got eliminated last week. The pre-tournament favorites, and uh, ba- basically, you're looking at odds of England in the plus 150 range now to win it short a shot on the board. Italy is plus 225. Spain is plus 285. Here at Circa, they got the best number on Denmark anywhere. It's like plus 940 or 937, Ooh. something like that. Yeah, I know somebody has a uh, 65 to one ticket. Do you? Yeah. Was asking how do you how do you approach it. I actually asked before the last round, and I was like, I think they're good. I think you're good through this round. For sure. Start hedging it in the semis. And uh, I, I don't know. It's going to be intriguing to try to figure out how to, how to maximize that ticket. Because you don't, you don't want to hedge too much away from it because you want that thrill if of you actually hit a 65 to 1. But at the same time, like you're in a position to really lock in a profit here. So yep. you gotta, you got to start you know, thinking about that. 65 to 1. Uh, I believe Nigel liked Denmark as well before the tournament started. I'll tell you though, with uh, the hedge, like I didn't hedge. I have a, I have the Canadians that I take it at twenty five to one. I got that back in December. No hedge. No, I didn't hedge. Why? I'm tired of hedging. You wish now you would have hedged. I mean, it's easy to sit here and say that, but no, I'm not going to have any regrets. I'm not because I just like you know, I had some tickets last year in the football season. I gave away too much money. I had a ticket on uh, when the Buccaneers uh, traded for Antonio Brown, or how did they? They acquired him somehow. How did that yeah. go down? Yeah, it was Signed him, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that day, uh, the best number I could find anywhere was on prop swap. So I bought a ticket at 11 to 1 of the Buccaneers to win it. And I hedged back way too much money in, in, during the playoffs. Because I didn't, first of all, like, I, I thought they were going to lose to the Saints. Sure. I, I liked the Saints a lot in that game. So I bet it was like a bet on, but also a hedge on the Saints. And I just, I'm like, I'm, I'm over this. That sucked. Yeah. I, I mean, that, and that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to like take away the joy of like, wow, I had this great ticket by like, well, I locked away. I threw away all the profit I could have had. Yep. Uh, but you do have to have a plan. I think that's very important. Sure. Um, and and if you do want to, you know, win and be successful long term, like the whole key is to get those great numbers on a bunch of different tickets, and yep. then you know play it the right way that you end up locking in a profit. But it's also it's a it's hard to do. It's not easy to like do the calculations, figure out the math. It becomes almost a job. Sure. Does, to do yeah. that. Uh, and B, and this is the the one for I think the the, the more casual betters out there. It's just not as fun. Like, it's not as fun to, like, you want to be sitting around and, like, telling all your friends, I've got this ticket at 65 to 1. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. If they win, I get 65 to 1. You don't want to be sitting around being like, well, I've got this team at, at 40 to 1, and then I also took this team to win in this round, and if, if they win, then I can lock in this profit. Like, it's just not as fun. Put it this way. Uh, had the Canadians taken game one, I probably would have had you at that point. To be honest, I just it was Tampa Bay minus two seventy, which yeah. at some spots was was too low in my opinion anyway. So maybe that should thing. have been a bet. But yeah, that's the other thing you want to get in a good position. What you really want, like with the Bucks last year, you wanted them uh, to be in a spot where they were you know underdogs in the playoffs. You could bet or favorites, and you could bet the other team and take yeah. some plus points, and the Bucks still win, but you get the you win the bet. Like those are the greatest uh, hedging opportunities. Absolutely, right yeah, for sure. Who, who, so who, who's the best team remaining then, based on the power rating here? The odds tells you England. Are they that much better than Spain? I mean, I think Italy would be in the mix. I like Italy I, I as well. I think it's Italy and England. Um, England England has ha- had it almost a little too easy so far, and I want to see what happens when they run into a little bit of adversity because they really haven't. They've just been really solid. They haven't given up a goal yep. in the entire tournament. Uh, they've had a really impressive run, uh, but I feel like just watching games, Italy is the best team that I've watched. I think they're playing at the best level right now. The problem and the reason uh, why I think we see the numbers this way are because Italy has a much tougher semifinal. So no they, doubt. they have to get through there and then in, then get to England. 
But I do think Italy is playing the best soccer right now, especially in the midfield. They have the best midfield uh, in this tournament. But Spain's right there with them. That's going to be a really intriguing matchup. That game's going to be one in the midfield. And the other side, it's England and their defense without conceding a goal in the tournament against Denmark. And their their structure's been really so- solid, but they also have that narrative now. They have they are the team um, of you know of hope and destiny and all those other things. Imagine if they pull off that feat where England could run the table without allowing a single goal. And I'm sure that you can bet on this stuff at some spots. I mean, they would have that, like how many goals will this team allow in the tournament, that kind of thing, whatever. Yeah. By the way, last time they were in the final of a major tournament, 1966. About that. Insane for a a storied uh, program like that. I mean, what that area is going to look like if they actually get past in advance and get by Denmark. When they've been locked in their houses for a year and a half. Forget about it. Yep. Fight week here in Las Vegas. Adam covers the uh, UFC here in town. Uh, when is the best time to bet for you if you like? And last we'll week, next. Today from the OddsTrader.com studio at Circa Resort and CasinoOddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. Real-time bet tracking. You can compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses at OddsTrader.com. Mitch Moss along with Adam Hill here on a Monday. Adam covers, well, everything for the <laughs> Las Vegas Review Journal, including the UFC. Uh, first of all, what is it? Before we get into who you like on the card and maybe... Poirier, the number here, how it's changed a little bit, and you know Stevie Wonderboy Thompson taking on Gilbert Burns. Uh, can you pos- can you explain to people what it's like to cover the UFC during a fight week featuring Conor McGregor? No, <laughs> like there's nothing so, even so, like remotely. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, from like I would say from Wednesday morning. Really, I'm I'm starting to uh, I'll start to interview fighters on Tuesday uh, that kind of are coming into town, but. From Wednesday morning until Saturday, the typical fight week, uh, and I'll, I should say Sunday because really it doesn't end until like three in the morning. Yeah, Sunday morning, it is just nonstop like chaos. First of all, all the people that are around, um, like you're trying to do your job. I'm not complaining about that. I think it's awesome, but like open workouts are a circus. Weigh-ins are a circus. Like you're trying to do a job, and it's just a chaos of people that are just trying to be around Connor to see Connor yeah. to be all around him. And then fight nights, like you never know what's going to happen. And again, I'm that, I'm not saying that as like, Oh, poor me. I'm a sports writer. No, I not at do all. My st-. But it's insane. You want to watch it. You want to take it all in. You want to see everything that's going on just like all the other people do. But at the same time you're working, I mean, it, it, it was only one example, but like the Connor Khabib fight, one of the craziest fights I've ever covered, the fight ends. And you know, on deadline, you've got about as a, as a, you know, a newspaper writer, I've got about, 17 to 19 minutes to get a story in after the fight's over of hey here's what happened let's send it away a guy was getting arrested on my computer <laughs> like if you remember there, there was that there was that brawl they're arresting a guy I might, maybe i'll find the picture on my phone i can throw it up maybe you on, have on to. Our Twitter. yes there's yes. a guy my computer is like leaning forward being knocked out as they're arresting a guy and i'm like all right i'm, I'm trying to look underneath i'm like what is happening right now and that like that's an extreme example for sure but like that's the kind of stuff like you never know what you're gonna get with a Conor McGregor fight. Right, and, right. Uh, press conference is at two o'clock. Okay, good luck. It's seven. <laughs> like you just you have no idea when it's gonna be, and that's that's every time. And 
it's exciting to me. Like I'm saying this because I love it. Like sure. I love Connor Fight Weeks. It's it's like your job is so, especially the normal fight week in the UFC is so structured. Even though it's like a cage fight and it's you know this this sport that used to be like on the fringe and everything else. Now it is it is structured. It is media day, press conference, weigh ins, fight, and like you know what's going to happen every day. When Connor's involved. You have no idea. No clue. No idea what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis. So the last time that you hosted, uh, give or take a couple of weeks back here on the show, at the time, McGregor was minus 120. Poirier was even money. Well, that's pretty much flipped now. Here at Circa, uh, Dustin is minus 118. Connor is minus 102. Typically, you know how this goes during a fight week with Connor McGregor. Wait as long as possible if you want to bet against him until you know Saturday afternoon, evening, whatever, before the fight starts. To get the best number, is that going to be the same thing this week? So, I'm going to preface this by saying I need to check in a little bit on exactly some of the rules in terms of travel right now. Like, I don't think we're going to get the typical influx of flights. Like, usually, you know, for those that don't know about this, they book like five or six extra flights from Ireland into the U.S. for Connor Fight Weeks. Because, like, so many people are coming over. Oh, they dominate the whole city. And it's insane. It's like, awesome, And they're actually. all outside. Like, a lot of them are in the arena, but they're... They take over outside the arena. They just take over that south end of the strip, which is nuts. And so, I, but I don't think that many people are going to be allowed to come in. I think there's like a 14 day quarantine, all those things. I'm going to look in that, into that today. Good observation. Maybe I can help out a little bit more uh, on that. But typically with the Connor fight, and I think we'll see this because there is plenty of Connor fans in America too. They are going to come to Vegas, and it is going to be this weekend is going to be nuts in Las Vegas. Tell people right now what you're saying uh, during one of the breaks earlier today. So, if you are coming to Vegas this weekend, coming up the next couple of days, um, stay away from the south end of the strip if you if you're not going to something. If you're not going to one of these events, here's what's going on: Conor McGregor is fighting at T-Mobile Arena uh, on Saturday night. It is also the first ever sold out event at Allegiant Stadium. For those that don't know, Vegas. They're right across the street from each other on the south end of the strip. Basically, uh, Allegiance by Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, T-Mobile is between um, New York, New York. It's across the street from MGM uh, by Park MGM, the new one. So, like, they're right next to each other, basically, on the opposite sides of the freeway. Those two events, Garth Brooks sold out at Allegiance Stadium, Conor McGregor at T-Mobile, same night, same time. It is going to be insane. And as I said... Usually, like a lot of Connor fans can't get into the into the into the fight, and they're either priced out or they just can't get in, or they don't even want to get in because the party is outside. Oh yeah, like T-Mobile just becomes like a, it, it's a circus outside, and there's all these fans that are out there, and then now you're gonna have traffic from Allegiant, you're gonna have people walking over back to the strip from Allegiant, you're gonna have all the people like Garth Brooks lets out. I, I don't know what time the concert's gonna get over. Say it's like. Right around 10. I think it's probably going to go later than that. I don't I'm know. I'm sure how you'll long. play two and a half, three hours. Yeah, I don't know how long yeah. a Garth Brooks show goes. I couldn't even tell you. But like, if people start to leave the concert and walk over, it's going to be nuts down there. So if you're going to one of those, enjoy. It's going to be awesome on this trip. I can't wait. I'm excited because we haven't had a weekend like this in a while. But if you're not going, if you're in Vegas, stay away from that area. That's good. So you're saying, like, if, if people can still get over here from Ireland and they've added extra flights, which could be unlikely, though, obviously, with the protocol still. Yeah. If it is kind of like years past, yeah. then wait as long as possible. Yeah, and I think but, and, and not, we shouldn't say as long as possible because there is a buyback at the end. So yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. going to be waiting to do this. The same thing that we're going to tell you right now is the same thing that a lot of for really sure. sharp bettors are going to be waiting to do. And they're going to be waiting to do it on apps. So if you have the apps, for sure, um, be monitoring them throughout the day, especially late Friday, early Saturday. The What you're going to see is a lot of Connor money from just people that are coming into town to watch the fight that are fans of Connor, either Irish or even if they're just American coming in. 
that are just going to bet on Conor blindly. No matter what the price is, no matter what he is, they're going to bet on him. That's why Conor McGregor fights are never priced accurately um, in the books because they know that money is going to be coming in no matter what. And so you're going to see an influx of money on Conor McGregor uh, from all the people that are just fans of him. And then you're going to see pros trying to buy back on Dustin Poirier. Yep. So monitor it. When you see a number that you like, as we just mentioned earlier, if you see that Chris Paul 42 to 1 number, see a number you like, jump on it Up with in. Poirier. But it, it will go. You will get a better number later in the week than on Dustin Poirier than you could right now. You like him? I do. Yeah. 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 Um, Lou, and, and I should I should also say I will I would I'll be against Conor McGregor in every single fight he ever has. Not because I don't think he's good, but just because of what I said. He's the, he's the mispriced. Number. Sure, sure. He's mispriced in every single fight. So I'll I'll be on the other side of everything. What do you think the truer number is here then? Higher than one fifty? I would think Poye one sixty. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's the exact number that uh Wonderboy Thompson's laying right now here at circa minus one sixty. Gilbert Burns plus one forty. You like anybody in this match? Actually, kind of like Gilbert Burns, but one concern I have is coming off. A lot of times when you get that title fight, you're on a big run. You get a title yeah. fight, you lose. Uh, you have that kind of, you know, down down slope in your confidence level, maybe, and it kind of sets you back a little bit. That's my concern here, but I think Gilbert Burns has a lot of different ways to win this fight. Up next, we'll get into a little Major League Baseball. A person had quite the night if you were betting favorites on Friday night, and a breakdown of how favorites have dominated over the weekend and also going back the last month. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. the DraftKings Sportsbook now. Get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app, sign up using promo code VSIN, and get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters, DraftKings. You can bet on it if you or someone you know has a gambling problem. Prices counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Really good breakdown last segment, Adam, on... Um, the Poirier McGregor situation this week, and whether or not as many fans, you're gonna you can tweet that stuff out this week. Yeah, if you look I'll, into it. I'll be, yeah, I'll definitely look into that. I'll be yeah. uh, I'll be all over that up on uh, on Twitter and uh, following it throughout the week. Yep, follow him on Twitter at Adam Hill L V R J. How about uh, baseball favorites this weekend? Yesterday alone, well, they were 11 and five. They were 14 and 0 on Friday. That was a good one. How about that? <laughs> I imagine a lot of parlays were hit on Friday. You think so? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think so. books maybe got crushed uh, from baseball betters. How many like two and five dollar eighteen parlays were hit on Friday? I'm going to guess many. quite a few. Yes, absolutely. Many. And they come in every single day uh, at every single book, right? Where people just come to town, whatever. Here they're like, "Give me, you're exactly right. Give me, you know, seven, eight favorites or whatever for five, ten bucks. Boom, and it happens to hit. And it was July Fourth weekend. Yeah. But I was also thinking this is it's a very random thought, but when I saw that fourteen and no number the other day, I was thinking back to like some of the times I've just hung out in sports books for way too long, as we all have. Uh-huh. And you hear people just doing these at the counter. They don't even know who they're picking. They're up there like I give me two forty eight, two forty nine, uh two fifty one, and like yep. they get to like seven teams and they go like, I wanna get a dog on there just to multiply the parlay a little yeah. bit. Like imagine doing that. You're like just all favors, like, oh give me one dog. Like, yeah, it's the one that's gonna cost you <laughs> Don't do that one. So eleven and five on Sunday, thirty-five and nine last three days. They're taking over. And yeah, you no, know, no, yes, absolutely. You're going are. to start seeing definitely some uh some market adjustments on the numbers. You'll see favorites laying a little bit more. But also, um there is a tend to to you know have a regression to the mean. So I, I would imagine, you know, short sample size, you don't know, but I would imagine well, in the next couple of days you're gonna start seeing Dogs come in. Yeah, trust us. Uh, we're, we're not sitting here telling you to bet every single no. ba- you know favorite in baseball Don't here moving do forward. Don't like do ten team favorite parlays. No, no, absolutely not. But this is a, an interesting breakdown, though. I saw John Ewing tweeted this out over the weekend. Uh, April through May, favorites were four forty six and three fifty two straight up. You were down minus forty units betting every favorite in the first two months. June. Into the uh, first day or two of July when he tweeted this out, 273 and 149, you're up 38 units. That doesn't include 
I don't think that inc- that might include Friday night. I don't think they included okay. Saturday or Sunday. I mean, there are, you know, first of all, there, you do just see, like, trends change and things like that shift. But there is also some explanation. Like, some teams you didn't know were going to be good early in the season. And so maybe you were a little bit surprised. There was teams that played really well early on, like the Tigers. And, and like, as a Tigers fan, I understand they're not good. But, you know, they were playing pretty well sure. earlier, winning some games. Um, they kind of, you know, leveled off. They're not awful, not as bad as I thought they might be, but um, you see those kind of things. But really, you just start to see who the best teams are, who the best pitchers are, and and the numbers start to catch up with some of those things. So it makes some sense, although that is a pretty dramatic shift. Like, you can't explain all of that. Right, right. I did, how about this from uh, one guy that you don't want to bet on. In fact, you've been cleaning up if you're betting against him recently. This tweet from uh, Anthony DeComo in New York covers uh, the Mets, I believe. Uh, Garrett Cole has allowed as many earned runs in his last two starts as DeGrom has the entire season. Is that good? Think, have, have things changed recently with this guy? What happened? Did I miss uh, anything? I mean, there, I thought there was like some kind of new rules that were put in place and some stricter enforcement of things, maybe. Just absolutely nuts. You know, I, I'm pretty amazed how open some people have talked about some of the pitchers. Um, I was watching uh, the Giants-Dodgers broadcast last week, and they just outright said... You know, after Trevor Bauer stopped using the sticky stuff, uh-huh. you know, his spin rate has changed. You know, he's just not. I was like, wait, are, are are we just saying he definitely was doing this, and now he's definitely not? Are we just are we just saying that openly now? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot of suspicions of a lot of different players, but I was surprised how open it was. Of like, just matter of fact, he definitely was using it. His spin rate has changed. He's still figuring out. He's not like getting shelled necessarily, but like obviously his pitches have changed. He's a different pitcher. And uh, one of the other things you can look at is how the pitchers' approaches have changed. Like, some of them are, are pitching differently than they did two weeks ago. And that would that's a pretty damning indictment on, well, why are you throwing different pitches? Why are you yeah. throwing so many pitches that you weren't throwing early in the season and you stopped throwing certain pitches that you were throwing? Why is that happening? Now, that's not, you know, you're, you can't just say, well, you're guilty. But it is it does raise a lot of questions of why you're, you know, why your habits have changed so much over the last couple of weeks. No question, right? Yeah. If suddenly, and, and all of that stuff is readily available to anybody who wants it, right? Sure. The pitching breakdowns, every single start, right? Percentage, how many how many four-seamers did he throw in this game? How many change-ups did he throw? How yeah. many sliders or whatever? That It's pitch by pitch. It's been like that for a long time now, obviously. But it's when you go back and you look at overall, like Baseball Savant is an amazing website, right? Where you can track all the spin rate and all if, if everything is changing like this for certain guys, that's kind of a telltale sign. Sure. And uh, just on a random side note, I went out to a AAA game here in Las Vegas the other day, which if you're in town, a little bit outside of town off the strip, so a tourist, a little difficult, but beautiful stadium, Great awesome ballpark. place to hang out. Um, uh, Lazardo was pitching for the uh, for the Aviators here in Vegas. You know, guy has been up in the A's quite a bit. He just got shelled. Uh, first inning, got run out, seven runs in the in two-thirds of an inning. He's leaving, obviously upset, dejected about the start. And then the umpire's like, chase after him to check him i was like oh this poor this poor guy now i get it like and people were complaining about oh you've got you know you got a guy that comes in for three pitches and he, get, he gives up two hits and then leaves and you're still checking him and all that listen you if you're gonna do the if you're gonna do the rule check everybody like i don't have a problem with it but it was just kind of funny to watch it and i didn't have a problem that they did it but at the same time like the guy the guy just wants to get back to the club. Well, there, there's, there's no doubt that you laughed at this, right? Oh, I, I couldn't stop. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. It was great. The, um, the umpire, first of all, running, chasing him down. Yeah. Like, oh, before you leave, we got to check you. Well, if he was using something, it wasn't effective. It didn't work out well. Sure, yeah. 
And I'm sure the ump's like, ah, that one curveball. I don't know. I didn't like that one. Yeah, I saw something there. <laughs> okay. In real time. Uh, yeah, might need give me that glove again, pal. Come on. Yeah. I actually, I was hoping that with the reaction of the pitchers, like the first couple of days, uh, Sergio Romo, Max Scherzer, sure. when the guys were just pissed off, I was hoping it was going to escalate like that. And keep, who wasn't? Oh, I just I wanted guys just to cause fits, three year old fits out there, right? Listen, I love baseball and I I watch it as much as I can, but you know, obviously there's so many other sports going on. There's so many other yeah. things right now. Um, you don't get to sit down and watch games as much as you can. I will tell you, those couple of days, I was tuned in. I was. Oh, I was you in. had to be. I could not stop watching. I was like, check that guy, check that guy. Come on, check him again. Check him three times because I like when they really start losing it. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I still like that they're checking. I, I think it's great. And if listen, if you're a pitcher, you understand they're doing it now. So just show them your glove. Right. Let's go. Right. I know. What's the issue? Just move on. Yeah, right. I love it. Uh, I did. I did. But I mean, when when the guys are taking off their belts. Oh, and like, okay, now right. how far are we actually going to go with this thing? Yeah. Right? Like, could be in front of, you know, 35,000 fans. Like, uh, you going to drop the pants? Is that what I we're going to do? I thought there was a chance Scherzer might just take the mound in his underwear. Oh, uh, I first of all, I thought he was going to charge the other dugout at one point. When Girardi did that right away, like the first time that they were cracking down on this. But why, why wouldn't you? Especially if you see a guy getting that frustrated, why wouldn't you keep asking? Like, get into his head. Oh, yes, it's part of the right? game. Why would, right. like, if, if you're going to react like that, I'm going to keep checking you. First of all, because I know it's getting under your skin and it's affecting you. Uh-huh. And so why wouldn't I keep doing it? But also, like, you clearly you look like you have something to hide. So I'm going to keep checking you. Why wouldn't I? And by the way, people that get mad that they get checked again, do you think you can just get checked once and then all of a sudden now you're free to use whatever you want the rest of the game? <laughs> right, yes. Of course you have to check people again. You can you can meander somehow from the club from the dugout into the clubhouse and nobody's going to pay attention right. and do whatever you want yeah. and come back and yes. not going to get checked? There has to be multiple checks. If it's one time, then guys are just going to start cheating after you check them once. Of course, right. Like if they told every pitcher, we don't know when it's coming, but when we check you once, that's going to be it for the game. Yeah. Okay, well then if you all check right. me in the third inning, I'm going to guess what I'm going to do? Go back to that other glove that has all the sticky stuff in it. Crazy. Great. Yeah. Um, by the way, how about the, we'll get to this guy coming up in like five minutes? But the, the individual seasons that we're having right now by a couple of guys, but the, uh, the Degrom okay. numbers again. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Degrom overall is a sub one ER at this point of the season, and it's it's he, it's it's Joey Chestnut level of performance. Honestly, we're getting that from a couple of guys this year. Yeah. We really are. Yeah. I mean, that's how dominant they they. And in fact, when you look at the betting numbers overall, at some point. And I know Vlad is having an unbelievable season as well for the Blue Jays, but at some point, Otani's going to turn into, if he stays healthy, right? If he stays, that's the whole key here. He'll turn into a $15 favorite to win the MVP, I'm guessing. And uh, DeGrom, I saw actually, this is wild. I think I saw him at minus 180 at one book to win the Cy Young. Another book has a minus 750. Like it's quite a disparity. Right, if he stays healthy, it's going to be DeGrom versus the field. And I say I still don't think Otani should be pitching? That's fine. I love it. Like I, every time he starts, I'm I'm watching. I, yeah. I, I, there's nobody I like more than Otani right now. It's so fun, but I think for the for the for the length of his career, I feel like why why are we putting him in jeopardy by throwing him out there every five days? As good as he is, I know, and as fun as it is, and I don't want to ruin the story. But he, like you, won't, you just fear every time like something's gonna happen and he's gonna be out for a year of, uh, as an offensive player. I know they keep running him out there to pitch. Yep. But I also don't want to ruin the fun. But here's the thing, though, too. Did anybody really, what he's doing this year? No, I mean, nobody had this. Nobody saw this coming, obviously. Oh. Uh, there are a lot of MVP tickets out on the guy who thought maybe if you put it together this year, pitching and base and hitting-wise, he could you know, put together a special season. Nothing like this. Oh. I mean, and may, maybe if you tell the Angels, like, look, he's going to be a, a 45, 
And 45 sounds extremely light right now, but I want to not get too crazy here. If, if he is a uh, perennial guy, like 45 home runs per season, they might say, yeah, let's let's maybe have that conversation against Shohei where you don't want to go to the mound every five he's days. He's one of the best starters in the league, and yeah. he's, he's on pace to go 60-20 as an offensive player. That's insane. Like, here's the thing. I don't even... Does that mean it wouldn't be 20 wins? Is that 60 home runs, 20 stolen bases? Yes. Okay. And like and be and, one of the best starters in the and league. probably like 150 strikeouts. It's it's preposterous. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. I was gonna say there is maybe one person on the planet right now having as good of a season as Joey Chestnut, or who's as good at his sport as Chestnut is at his. Nobody is. But Otani is. Otani's close. He's approaching. Yep. Uh, coming back here. Follow the money on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.